Hello and welcome to Cape Corner, where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of a different character of a group every episode. I'm Blue. And I'm Marco. And today we are going to be talking uh, about Anung Unrama. I fucking hate it. I, okay, I do this thing <laughs> where it's like, hey, I want to say the aliases or like the nicknames first. And... That's the only one of these that I recognize, and I'm not even really sure why I recognize it. Because the only other aliases are Arush on Rama and Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh zero context for Peanut, but uh, we're talking about Hellboy. <laughs> I love it. And, oh, yeah. The only reason I recognize Anung on Rama is because it's like... It's it's the word for the harbinger of the apocalypse. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm going to put this out there right now. This episode was requested by fucking Scotty Hawkeye, Scotty Cameron, and um, I told you. I told you I'd get to it. Uh, I'm looking out for you. But Boy is not Marvel or DC. Uh, I believe he's Dark Horse Comics. And as a result, I'm a lot less knowledgeable. Especially because I haven't watched every single Hellboy movie. Um, honestly, I think I've only seen the first one. That's all I've seen, too, like back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I know there was a Golden Army one, and then there was a remake with um, David... What's his face? There was a David remake? Harbour. Yeah, there was a remake a few years ago with... Uh, David Harbour, the, the dude that plays Hopper from Stranger Things. Oh, damn. Yeah, he played that, Hellboy. That flew right under my radar. I never even heard of that, <laughs> the remake. Yeah. Uh, I I heard mixed opinions about it. Ooh. But uh, regardless, if there's any hardcore Hellboy fans that are listening to this, uh, I apologize. I'm I'm going in with what information I've got, a wiki page in front of me. Um, we're but I still feel like we can we can talk enough about it without this becoming another Samus episode. <laughs> Do you remember that episode? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's in my opinion the worst episode of Gate Quarter we've ever made. <laughs> It was literally like, I, I did a poll and I was like, hey, here's these video game characters, who should we talk about? And Samus won. I was like, alright, we're talking about Samus. And <laughs> I didn't think about it, and then we get to the recording, I'm like, alright, Margo, talk. And you're like, what? <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> you knew about this character. I was like, no! <laughs> that was so bad. It was basically just a half hour of us reading the wiki like a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm still sorry for that episode, everybody. That was bad. Also, if you hear me eating cheese, I just woke up a little while ago, so... And nobody judges. Yeah. Okay, so, I do know this. I know that the origin of Hellboy 
is one of the wildest origins in a comic book I've ever seen. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Do you remember anything about his origin? Not in the slightest. All right. So let's take it back a bit to World War II. Damn. Um, okay. Did you know uh, that Grigory Rasputin was apparently an actual warlock doing Satanist magic for the Nazis? Oh my god. No. <laughs> Jesus well, fuck. According to Hellboy, he was. Uh, he, he's like properly immortal and tapped into like devil powers and shit like that. So he, he there was just like an Operation Valkyrie type situation where there's like a group of Americans and Brits like trying to crash this Nazi camp and they're out in the ruins of like an old dilapidated castle and Rasputin is there with a bunch of Nazis and he manages to make a summoning circle to summon a little baby demon from hell and that was when like the allied forces struck and they drove Rasputin away and killed a bunch of the Nazis. Mm. And there was a, a paranormal scientist there. Um, hang on, I gotta find his fucking name because I can't. I can't remember it because I'm bad at this. Oh yeah, uh, Rettenholm. I hate that name. Uh, Dr. Bruttenholm was his name. So he uh, he finds this little baby demon that has a weird, like, stony right hand mm -hmm. and decides to take him in. Um, and he raises uh, this baby demon, which he would come to call Hellboy, uh, to be a sort of paranormal FBI agent. Um, not really FBI. Like, they developed their own organization, which is basically like, what if the FBI and the Illuminati <laughs> like, sort of blended together? Um, mm. They've got, like, normal-ass human people in suits with pistols. Being like, I'm here to do a job and to protect people right next to fucking cryptids. <laughs> it's it it's very men in black, but instead of aliens, it's like monsters and demons. Yeah, yeah. Um and I again I don't know how accurate like shit is to the comics, but I know uh, one of the people that's working in this institute is named Abe Sapien. Do you remember this guy? Uh, no. He was, he was like a fish man. He was like a psychic fish man. Oh, okay, yeah. I remember him from the movie. I just didn't know his name. Yeah, I'm... Now I gotta look it up just to double check because I don't want to say some shit. <laughs> Hang on. 
His name is Abe Sapien, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm correct. I I'm a, a god among men, and I always know what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> how it always works here. We all know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we never do anything wrong. That Samus episode didn't happen. You're a fool. Um. I'm sorry, I just You're good. <laughs> on the on the wiki I just found a random page of some soldier feeding baby Hellboy pancakes. Oh my god. Here, I just sent it to you. <laughs> baby Hellboy's adorable though. Yeah, he... His hands are so fucking big, and his chin makes it look like he's already got, like, uh, a soul patch or five o'clock shadow or something. Yeah, I love it, actually. <laughs> but he's just like, no way, I don't like pancakes. <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> um, well, but yeah, so, so Hellboy was just raised uh, pretty much like a person. Uh mm. The obvious difference being that he was red and has a tail and has a big stony right hand and has fucking horns. Later on, he would actually start filing his horns down in, like, a desperate attempt to blend in a little bit better. Damn. Um, I don't know how effective that's going to be since you still have red skin and a tail and stuff like that, but, you know. Yeah. Um, didn't he and i can't remember in the movie didn't he like hide his tail by wrapping it around his like stomach under his shirt maybe i'm thinking of something else but i'm almost positive you're thinking of dragon ball z <laughs> maybe i might be thinking of that instead okay they, they wrap their tails around their waist like belts okay yeah i'm definitely thinking of the wrong thing then <laughs> Uh, I don't remember him doing that. Maybe he did, but th that that didn't uh, pop up in my mind when you said it. So yeah, I'm I'm probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's uh, here's a fun bit. Uh, he wound up being raised to fight like paranormal creatures so often that he invented his own. Um, his own ammunition, which is like a it's like a bullet that has like a a see-through dome on it instead of just like a solid metal uh, cartridge or whatever, and mm -hmm. there's a liquid floating in it, and it's a cocktail of like holy water and clover and silver shavings and uh, garlic and pretty much anything he could think of that was a weakness to some kind of supernatural being. Because mm. his, his idea is instead of going into a situation where you don't know what monster you're facing, and so you're bringing like steaks and entire cloves of garlic and 
you know, a, a whole bunch of silver bullets and this and that and this and that. Just make ammo that has a little bit of everything in it, and then it's going to be pretty effective against anything you fight. That's pretty fucking smart, actually, all things considered. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's it's cool. Like, I really like that as a concept, where it's like, none of these are going to be a one-shot, one-kill type thing on any kind of monster, but they are going to be able to hurt pretty much any monster that you aim them at. Mm -hmm. uh, which is great. I love that. So it means that he can just have one standardized ammunition type. He just loads his gun with it and just fires away. Very cool. Um, and other than his... He's got like a straight up like giant fucking revolver that shoots these. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure it has a name. But again, I'm a little bit ignorant when it comes to Hellboy. Don't crucify me, please. <laughs> um, but his other weapon is, again, I've been mentioning, he has a big old stony right hand. Sometimes he just fucking punches the shit out of somebody with that hand. And it's very effective, because it's basically like being hit in the head with a cinder block. Yeah, that would definitely kill some people. <laughs> Um, other than that, he's very strong, he's very durable, and given that the series takes place in the early to mid-2000s, and he's been around since World War II, he's already got decades of experience. Uh, he's grizzled, and, um, you know, I just said it takes place in the 2000s. Apparently it takes place in the 90s, but whatever. Uh, he, he's, he's got a lot of uh, like he, he can shrug off injuries that should have decimated people like ten times over. Like there, there's been times where I've seen him get like slashed across the chest and then flung hundreds of feet into the air, and then he just like lands and people are like, "Oh my god!" and they run up to him and he just like gets up and lights a cigar and it's like, "Ow." <laughs> I love he's, it. He's pretty fucking tough, is what I'm saying. Uh, mm -hmm. He also has uh, a healing factor, which is why he's still, like, in his 30s. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, because he has decelerated aging from that. How good is this healing factor? Like, what type of level are we talking? Um, let's see. It compares him to Wolverine. It says, one example of his healing was when he recovered after being in close proximity to his concussion grenade. Uh, Hellboy has survived blows that would kill any ordinary human. Uh, he has been described as deathless as Hoshe. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm not sure who that is either. Koshche, often referred to as Koshche the Deathless or Koshche the Devil, is a figure from Slavic folklore. Okay, well, he is effectively immortal, according to this. So Okay. Sick. Oh, Hellboy can't die unless he believes he should. Really? Oh, that's interesting, actually. 
yeah. Um, so now some of you might be going, that seems a little bit overpowered for like a, a, a main character, right? Well, that's because Hellboy was not initially supposed to be a main hero. Uh, as I stated up top, he is actually the harbinger of the apocalypse. <laughs> mm. That that right hand I've been mentioning, uh, it's got a name. I think it's like the right hand of doom. Is that what it's called? I think. Hang on, let me double check real quick. Yes, the right hand of doom. Okay. It has its own article on the wiki. Okay, let me <laughs> The right hand of doom is a stone hand given to Hellboy by his father Azazel, or sorry, Azael, uh, shortly after being born. Uh, it's effectively invulnerable, feels no pain, it's much like a sledgehammer when you used to punch an enemy. Um, Being far larger than an ordinary human hand or even Hellboy's own left hand, the right hand of Doom is not very suitable for use with most objects, although it's proven dexterous enough to catch a fly. All right, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> uh, he is most likely ambidextrous because he often relies on his normal size left hand to operate weapons and devices. Uh, the right hand of Doom was formerly the right hand of Anum, one of the greater spirits that watched over the burgeoning Earth, and is the hand the spirit used to create the dragon Agdru Jihad. See, now we're getting into, like, mythology and stuff that I have no fucking clue about. Yeah, honestly. Like, you want to talk Greek mythology? Sure, I can keep up with that. You want to talk about some maybe Shinto mythology? Oh, yeah, I know a little bit of that here and there. But this is, like, sounds Egyptian? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know much about any mythology, so... <laughs> Andrew Jihad mentions the fucking Book of Revelation, but also Ragnarok. What kind of fucking mythology is this? No, I'm curious. <laughs> God damn. See, th this is something that fascinates me with Hellboy, because they really went, okay, we're, we're doing a supernatural series. Which religion or uh, afterlife or mythology are we drawing from? And they they looked at the creator, and then he went, yes. Literally just yes. <laughs> just all of them. <laughs> um, which is funny, because uh, we, we sort of recently got confirmation that the MCU, at the very least, operates the same way with uh, Moon Knight, in that... Um, there are multiple versions of the afterlife, and you go to whichever one you believe in. Really? Did you not see Moon Knight? No, I did. I just don't remember that. I have because really bad memory. It was in episode five or whatever when they were in like the fake mental hospital, but they were really in the land of the dead, and the hippo lady is like, "Oh yeah, you you came to this afterlife because you believe in it, but." There's other ones, uh, like the Ancestral Plane, 
which is the afterlife from Black Panther. Mm. Okay. That's actually really cool. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot about that. I think so far in the MC, we've seen three confirmed afterlifes. We saw the Ancestral Plane. We saw that uh, Land of the Dead in Moon Knight. And then mm-hmm. we also saw Valhalla very briefly at the end of uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Right. Yep. Okay. Damn. Mm-hmm. We need more. Yeah. Um, I was going to make a joke about which one I want to see, but I couldn't think of one. Because, <laughs> like, I, I could say, like, I want to see Hell, but we we kind of did. Like, the... I can't... So, okay, the MC fucks with me, because they switch a bunch of the realms around just seemingly randomly. I... Mm-hmm. I I think Surtur, who is basically, like, Satan in uh, Norse mythology, but with a lot more nuance than the way Christians handle it, mm-hmm. that he's supposed to be in Helheim, uh, or Hell, but I think they put him in Muspelheim, because Muspelheim is the realm of fire. Yep. So it, it it's I I'm really messed up on Norse mythology because I both am a fan of Marvel, but then I also played God of War. <laughs> so sometimes I can't remember which one is which because it's like, oh, is Helheim a fiery hell or is it an icy hell? Because God of War says it's an icy hell, but then Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes showed Hela very briefly in Helheim, and she was surrounded by fire. So what the fuck? It's both. So cold yeah. it burns. Oh, man. Some ultimate big chill shit. For real. Have we done... Huh? Oh, sorry. I was gonna... I was gonna... Say, did we do a Ben 10 episode at all, by the way? We did. We did. Okay. Were you on that, or were you not? I don't think I was. Oh, hang on. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, Spotify wrapped. Piece of shit. No, yeah, you were. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, my memory is just that fucking bad. To be fair, that was back in March. Oh, that's a long time ago, so yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that was nine months ago. Uh, yeah, I, I can very quickly tell because I only post your guys' links in the description of the episode when you're actually in the episode. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, so yours is in the description there. Oh, man, should I, like, go back and rename your stuff in the description of old episodes because like in the Ben 10 episode it still says Jay's Facebook. Oh Jesus. Um you don't have to if you want don't want to. I feel like that'd be a lot of work and it's not it, that big of a deal to me it, personally. It would be a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So I was kind of hoping you would say no, but like I wouldn't be an asshole. Like if you asked me to, then I would be like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> no, I, it doesn't bother me either way, personally. <laughs> okay. I'm glad to hear that. Mm. Okay, but yes, so the right hand of doom. I just remember that the hand essentially acted as a key, and if he went to the right place and inserted his fist into the hole, sorry, that <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I, I paused there because I was like, is there literally any other way I can word this? And I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I was trying my best not to laugh. <laughs> if he fists that hole well enough, um, then it just unleashes a horde of demons and brings about the apocalypse. Um, and what's cool is that because he files his horns down to these like little flat nubs on his forehead, when he goes into full like harbinger of the apocalypse mode, his horns immediately grow back. He gets a crown of fire above his head. Uh, oh, that's so sick! Yeah, it's like a super mode. It's it's really cool. Uh, and I remember in the movie he took that form temporarily, uh, but then he like forcefully stops the apocalypse and he just reaches up and grabs both of his horns and just snaps them, like, breaks them off. Damn, that had to have hurt. Probably. <laughs> I, I wouldn't fucking do it like that. Uh, then again, I probably also wouldn't file them, because that also sounds like it'd be agonizing. <laughs> yeah, that too. Honestly, I would keep them, but I, I kind of understand why he got rid of them. <laughs> Um, it, it's, like, I, I am struggling a little bit to find things to say because I don't know much about any kind, he does, he, as far as I'm aware, he's not really a character that goes through too much of an arc, he is very much a sort of a static character who is usually dealing with the situation that he finds himself in, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I know there's, like, there's going to be people that's like, oh, well, then that's bad writing. No, it's not. It's a different kind of character. You have active characters, and then you have reactive characters. They're, they're, uh, or you have um, characters that undergo arcs versus static characters. Like, there's different different kinds of stories benefit from different kinds of characters. Mm. Um, so, like, okay, to... To, to sort of explain, like, uh, we, we were talking, or I don't know, I actually can't remember if we were talking. I was talking about Dragon Ball Z a little bit ago. Um, I'll, I'll use that as an example. So, Goku is a good example of a static character. Uh, he very briefly underwent... Well... See, he has character arcs, but 
most of them happened in Dragon Ball. Once you get Dragon Ball Z, he's pretty much fully formed as a character. He does have a little you know, bit of arcs here or there, but they're incredibly subtle and don't inform his character too much. It's things like him accepting his Saiyan ancestry. Like, he didn't at first in the Saiyan saga, but then by the, the Namek saga, he did. Mm. Stuff like that, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, like, that is technically a character arc. How much of it does it change him? Um, not a lot. <laughs> it, it pretty much... Pretty much amounts to him being like, I'm a Saiyan from Earth. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's really it. <laughs> um, but he he is he could be considered a static character because he doesn't go through a whole lot of changes. Uh, he is also an active character because he is often pushing the plot along because he has some kind of objective that he wants to achieve, and so mm-hmm. he is going out of his way to get it. Whereas his son Gohan is often a reactive character. One who is kind of content with his life and just doing his own thing, but then things happen to him, and he acts in response to those things happening. Uh, yep. One is not better than the other. Uh, oh, and then finally, to talk about a character that undergoes an arc, we can use Vegeta. He is very much a... He's a bunch of different guys, depending on what point in the story you're looking at. Because <laughs> mm. uh, the Saiyan Saga Vegeta is drastically different from Frieza Saga Vegeta, which is drastically different from Cell Saga Vegeta. But he, he continues to change and develop as time goes on. That is a progressing character versus a static character. Uh, so when I say things like Hellboy, as far as I'm aware, is a pretty static character. That is not a diss. That is not, like, this is a bad thing and they shouldn't have done it. I'm just saying, it's... I I think... <laughs> I think the most of his arc I've really seen from him is the progression of his relationship with his adoptive father. Mm-hmm. Um... <clears throat> oh, he does have a question mark. Um, there's there's this uh, woman, uh, Elizabeth or, or Liz. Um, she's a pyrokinetic. She, how do I describe her? movie came out in 2004 and she is possibly the most 2004 woman to ever exist. I I don't think I understand. She's got like she's so at least in the movie she has like a black bob uh not not like a bob like it oh I don't even know how to properly describe her hair. Um, she, she looks like she's fucking stepped out of the Matrix with her fashion choices. Um, 
Okay, here we go. I I have a I have a a picture of her here. Okay. Maybe you can describe it better than I can. I'm not very good at this sort of shit. God, I don't even know how to describe. <laughs> I think the way you did is actually the best. Yeah, she she's okay, very I get edgy. It now. <laughs> she looks like she belongs in an Evanescence music video. Yes, yes, exactly. That's <laughs> that's perfect, actually. Uh, it's like kind of emo, but kind of witchy, but kind of grunge. Yeah. Um. I'm not hating on her, by the way. I fucking love her. She, she's great. Uh, but uh, she is very much a product of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but, like, in a good way. Like, I think that there's different products of the time. There's ones that feel dated, and you're like, oh, this didn't hold up well. But then there's ones that are almost like time capsules. And yep. you look back on them, and you're like, Oh, fuck, I remember that. Man, that was great. What a time to be alive. <laughs> That's how I feel when I look at her, because she's wearing, like, the fucking leather jacket, and she's got, a, a like, a black cross necklace. And she's got an asymmetrical uh, hairstyle, and she's, like, uh, like wrapped in blue fire sometimes, mm. looking like a fucking MySpace page. It's great. It's it's fantastic. No notes. But she, I know that she has like some serious mental health issues. Like she she had the ability to create fire, but she couldn't really control it. Um, her power was unstable and everything. Uh, oh, okay. There we go. When she was a child, she accidentally killed her parents with her powers, and has since always been haunted by her failures and mistakes. Damn. Okay. There you go. Okay, and it does elaborate here that in the 2004 film, she's portrayed as having a romantic relationship with Hellboy, and is pregnant with his twin children. I don't remember that part. She had children? I guess. I don't remember. Well... It says she's pregnant with his twin children. It doesn't say that she has them by the end of the film, but... That's fair. Um, however, their relationship in the comics is simply that of good friends. <laughs> Virgin friend-zoned hell, comic Hellboy versus Giga Chad. <laughs> Movie Hellboy. I love um, it. Uh, I, I remember uh, Bruttenholm, the, the fuck. Oh, wait, what? Pronounced Brune. Hey, fucking excuse. Hang on. I'm going to type this out for you real quick. Okay. Because I was like, I don't remember him being named Bruttenholm, and now I remember they do should call him Broom, like Professor Broom and shit. Does that look like the word broom to you? Not in the slightest. What the fuck? They would ha- they literally have to take out so many letters to even make that look slightly like broom. 
is an 11 letter word being spoken as though it's a five letter word i hate that oh why is that a thing i've been saying breton home this time and i'm like i don't remember him being called that but okay that's what the fucking wiki says i guess that's what it is no his name is fucking broom why is it spelled this way i'm sorry this is the most unrealistic part of hellboy not the fact that he's got like liquid monster slayer bullets or that his right hand is an apocalypse weapon no it's what uh why is his name pronounced broom (laughs) it should not be that uh okay uh but yes he he does eventually get killed by a plague of frogs summoned by Rasputin. Uh, I don't remember if that actually happens in the movie. I think he dies in the movie, but I don't know if it's from a plague of frogs. Okay. Yes, here we go. Okay. Enemies, Gregory Rasputin. And then it's just, it starts off like an actual historical account that the former infamous Mad Monk of Tsarist Russia. It's like, yeah, that was Rasputin. And then it just, he is now an undead mystic who claims to be the official messenger of the cosmic, terrible cosmic entity, the Ogru Jihad, and is completely devoted to bringing about the end of days by any means. Damn. And he was under the employ of the Nazis in the mid-40s when he summoned Hellboy Nerd. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, it should be noted the reason he summoned Hellboy was that he was going to use a baby to bring about the apocalypse. It's a little fucked, but like... <laughs> yeah. You know what's interesting? That actually makes me realize that there's a strong parallel between Hellboy and Raven. Yeah. Actually, now that you mention that. Yeah, I mean, both were children of devils who were going to use their own children to bring about an apocalypse. Hmm. You know what's neat is that uh, Raven is an injustice, and then Hellboy is an injustice too. So, uh, now imagine if they got to be in the same fucking game with each other. They might have some cool dialogue. Of course, bitch ass other realm studios didn't didn't bring Raven back for the second Injustice game. So, Wait, they didn't? No. Why? Because they're bitches. <laughs> for it. And also, we've had every Titan except for Beast Boy in these games. They never added Beast Boy seriously. Nope. Again, in, why? In Justice 1, we had Cyborg, Raven, and Nightwing. Um, and in Justice 2, we added Starfire as DLC. But we just never had Beast Boy. And it's like... How they the did him dirty. How the hell... Are you going to put in four of the five main Teen Titans? 
But yeah. All I'm saying is if they make an Injustice 3, uh, first and foremost, don't make it like Injustice 2. Don't do that loot box shit. Mm. I hate modern game design with that shit. Um, but also, have all five Teen Titans in the same game, please, for the love of Christ. Just let we deserve them all it. be there. Especially because, okay, so, uh, so not only did they take Raven out of Injustice 2, Robin is in Injustice 2, but it's Damian Wayne exclusively. Because the, the whole thing of Injustice 1 was that it was like two Earths, right? So there was like different versions of characters. So your main Nightwing was Dick Grayson, but then Nightwing Color 2 from like the evil Superman regime Earth wearing red and black and having long hair, that's actually Damian Wayne. Um, who fucking killed Dick Grayson in that uh, timeline and took his place as Nightwing. Okay. Um, which only adds to how much I hate Damian Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but in Justice 2, he's just always Damian Wayne. There is no Dick Grayson in that game. Really? Yeah. Because Injustice 2 focuses almost exclusively on the uh, evil Superman uh, Earth. Literally the only characters from the other Earth, from Earth 1, if you want to call it that, are Green Arrow and Black Canary, who literally were like, hey, we heard some shit was going down. We decided to pop on over to this other dimension to help you guys out. Uh, our kids with a babysitter, so we can't stay for too long. Jesus. They literally say that. I'm not just making a joke, by the way. They, they literally talk about leaving their child with a babysitter while they go to this other Earth to, <laughs> to help out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, comics are fun. <laughs> I love comics. Hey, Carrie, we need you to watch Little Jimmy for a little while. We need to pop over to the next universe over uh, so that we can help the the rebuilding of the government from our, uh, our friend Stoppelganger uh, trying to destroy the world. Mm. Pay 15 bucks an hour. Okay, thanks. Thanks. See you again. <laughs> or never again. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we die, <laughs> then good luck with the baby. Um, oh, yeah. So, I... Oh, man. Like, I, I'm so fucking mixed on Injustice, because on the one hand, yay, Mortal Kombat stuff with superheroes, woo, uh, really good-looking cutscenes and a fun story. Um... I really like the part where Superman burned the brain out of a little boy. Oh my god, did he really? <laughs> oh yeah! He, he he grabbed Shazam, who is canonically like a ten-year-old boy, um, mm -hmm. and uses heat vision to bore through his face, and you see the, the like, blood stain or the heat stain or whatever in the back of his hood spreading. Because... 
It doesn't show him actually like getting his face disintegrated, but Jeez. Yep, that's uh <laughs> there's there's actually a really funny bit. Um I'm not an angry Joe fan or anything like that, but uh I did at one point watch his video on Injustice and he's such a huge Superman fan. So there's just a shot of him in front of the TV smiling widely while wearing a Superman shirt. And then the scene of Superman killing Shazam plays, and it ends with Superman being like, anyone else? And it just cuts back to Joe, and he's like, frowning, and he looks down at his own shirt, and then back up. And he's just like, should I be a fan of this guy? My god. Uh, um, I do remember, there was a villain, um, Aside from Rasputin in the Hellboy movie, that was like a okay. He was like a, a like a clockwork Nazi man that had like arm blades, and mm-hmm. so much of his body was replaced that like at one point he gets stabbed and just sand starts coming out. Oh my god. Yeah, like, he's a fucking sandbag or some shit. It's, it's disturbing. It's weird. It's, it's no bueno. (laughs) (laughs) He is, no, you know what he reminds me of? He reminded me of, uh, Valdo from, uh, 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 Soul Calibur. Mm, I don't know who that is. Um, he's a freaky fucking, (laughs) he's just a freaky Italian dude. Like, I don't know what, he doesn't move like a normal human being. Just trust me on this, Voldo's a fucking weirdo, and this guy reminded me of him. Okay. Um... Oh, I actually have a picture of uh, of the thing I was talking about. Uh, this, so this is from the reboot movie from 2019, but it's that super form I was talking about where he's got the horns and the crown of fire. Oh, that's sick, actually. I love that. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that uh, Ron Perlman played Hellboy in the original movies. Mm-hmm. He did such a fantastic job. Ron Perlman is insane. Um, like, and it was it was entirely uh, makeup work and prosthetics in that movie. Like, I'm sure yeah. that there was a little bit of CG going on, but it's from 2004. CG back then was not what it is today. It was Mm. very noticeable. Um, The best filmmakers only use CG to lightly enhance whatever physical stuff they could get. And it was done very well. Like, I think Abe had a little bit of CG applied to him, but he was largely prosthesis too, which Honestly, Hellboy at least has a human face, but making Abe in live action 
that is no mean feat. That's that's so fucking difficult. Make a giant fucking blue fish man and make it look slightly realistic. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I sound like I'm largely disinterested and ignorant of this franchise because I haven't seen all the movies and all this stuff, but I genuinely do have a lot of respect for this franchise. I think it is first of all, it's a pretty big success of a franchise for something that's not dominated by Marvel or DC. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, Hellboy is popular enough that he did appear in Injustice 2. Uh, and I remember the reaction when that happened was huge. Uh, I'm a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, and I would have expected people to go nuts when the Turtles appeared in that game. But I'm pretty sure people had a bigger reaction for Hellboy. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and I'm a big lover of series that just go in. They don't mm-hmm. try and take themselves too seriously. They they let themselves be as crazy as possible. Like I I love art that is trying to use its medium to push boundaries that we can't push in the real world. I don't respect art that is made to win an award. <laughs> like, I like movies that are fucking weird and wacky and a good time. I don't like movies that are like, they're trying to be the next Academy Award winner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these superhero franchises feel like we're going to try and play it safe. We're going to try and do things that we already know are popular. Um, Sometimes we'll just basically rip a character wholesale from someone else. Uh because that character tested well, that character sells. So we'll do our own version of that. So when you see something that's like, okay, guys, what if what uh, what if the devil was like dressed like a biker, and he was like too old for this shit, but also like in his mid thirties, uh. And he was the bringer of the apocalypse, but he didn't really want to be. And his best friend is a fish. (laughs) Like, that's the sort of insanity that I just, like, it makes me want to stand up and applaud. I'm like, yeah, you go, man. You make that fucking comic. (laughs) And they end up usually being the best, too. They are. Like, the, the the stupid fucking page that I sent you of, of baby Hellboy not wanting to eat pancakes has more personality in it than, than like, some of the modern Spider-Man comics. Mm. 
Also, I would like to point out that apparently, uh, according to somewhere else that I saw on the wiki, uh, pancakes are now his favorite food. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he went from hating pancakes to loving them. <laughs> yeah. He, he loves those pancakes. <laughs> um... I feel like I should mention that the creator of Hellboy is this dude, Mike Mignola. Um, In the trivia section, it says here that Hellboy's personality was based primarily off of Mignola's. I feel like I just said it right, and then I I backtracked. Uh, It's based off his father. Okay. a worker who often came home with many injuries, but always shrugged him off with dry humor. Mm. Um, originally, Hellboy was going to be a member of a superhero team, but the artist abandoned the team concept when he failed to come up with a suitable name for the other heroes. Oh my god. So wait, does that mean that they designed other heroes, but they couldn't come up with good names for them? I want to know what they look like, not going to lie. Yeah, what kind of fucking heroes would be on the same team as Hellboy? Right? I really need to know. (laughs) Hellboy's name was born out of what began as a private joke to Mignola, who had randomly come up with the word saying that he found the name hilarious. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh... Okay, and yes, I'm I'm also gonna say this. He in in the movie he's referred to as a demon, but apparently he is only half demon. Um again, in like a who is the Oh yeah, it's fucking Raven. It's Raven again. It's always Raven. Raven had the exact same thing where it was like the devil fucked a random human woman. And made a half breed apocalypse baby. That's apparently exactly what Hellboy is. He is a Cambian. Which My is God. a half demon, half human. That Sarah Hughes woman I mentioned is his mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. And also, apparently, Sarah Hughes is part of the same lineage as. Arthur Pendragon and Morgan Le Fay. Really? Yeah. So I guess I guess Hellboy is also descended from King Arthur. Damn, he's getting around. Okay, you know what? Actually I do remember that um the reboot movie uh has a lot to do with British folklore and I think he's actually wielding like Excalibur in that shot that I sent you. Oh, really? Okay. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. So, God, that's such a wild fucking lineage. It's like, hey, what if this dude uh, is one half uh, holy knight descended from King Arthur and the other half the fucking devil? (laughs) Kind of sick. Honestly, I feel like him and Spawn 
have a lot in common in that way because Spawn has been both the ruler of hell and also God. Mm, yeah. Those two would either be best friends or they would fucking hate each other and there is no in-between. I kind of need to see that crossover now. <laughs> Spawn and... Um, you know what? I am actually going to look up real quick what comic imprint Hellboy and Spawn are part of because... If they're both Dark Horse, it could happen. Um, That's true. What? Okay, Hellboy is Dark Horse. Uh, I think, yeah, Spawn is Image. Oh, that's right. Okay. Damn. Uh, Image Comics is also pretty good. Like, again, a- as a filthy communist, um, I'm I'm a big fan of smaller industries that aren't beholden to massive megacorps and monopolies and shit like that. So, I do have respect for comics that aren't Marvel or DC, despite the fact that. I'm also a hypocrite, and I know everything there is to know about Marvel and DC. Look, I'm only human. I have my flaws, too, and I really like those superheroes. What can I say? They have good superheroes. But so do these other comic book companies that aren't Marvel and DC. Yeah. They both have really good heroes, let's be real. It's also really easy to have a bunch of good heroes when you keep buying up smaller companies. That's true. I mentioned (laughs) Shazam uh, earlier. He's not originally a DC superhero. He was a fucking... I can't even remember what it was called. It was was a a Charleston comics. Really? Charleston, yeah. They they made their own analog to Superman, which was Captain Marvel or Shazam. And then later on, DC bought Charleston Comics. It's like, okay, now we're going to make a joke about how Superman actually thought that Captain Marvel was a Kryptonian like him because they're so similar. Mm. Jesus. Uh... Which is true. Like, when they first met, Superman actually was operating under the assumption that Captain Marvel was another Kryptonian. Yeah. Um, which is very funny. Uh, I also like that Shazam is one of the only heroes that is, like, able to 1v1 Superman and probably beat him. He really could, honestly. Because he's got, like, similar feats of strength and speed and stuff like that, but then he's also powered by magic. Mm. Um, Which is funny, in Kingdom Come, which is one of my favorite comics ever, um, Shazam, or Captain Marvel, again, copyright bullshit, making things much more complicated. Uh, (laughs) He is... He's like the harbinger of the apocalypse because he's he, he's treated as a major threat that's going to fucking ruin Superman. Mm. Um, yeah. The fact that Superman ever wins and fights with Captain Marvel, I think is bullshit. He's shunned. Yeah. 
right. Anyway, uh, I think I'm about. Do I have anything else to say? I. This is the rough part because even if I did know a whole lot more about Hellboy's lore, I feel like I still wouldn't have a whole lot to say about him other than he's really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is really fucking cool, but still, yeah. It's it's hard to talk about him, because it's just like, what what am I going to do, gush over the fact that he's cool? See, this is part of the issue, is that I like talking about long-running uh, storylines, story arcs, and stuff like that, but he is perfectly designed to be in a Monster of the Week type scenario. Mm-hmm. Because he is such a... Uh, a consistent character, a lot of the fun just comes from seeing him dealing with whatever the monster this week is. Like, if you're like, today, Hellboy, there, there's a pack of Wendigos up in Canada that you have to deal with, and he's just like, oh, great, somebody packed me my jacket or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, that's where the humor comes from, is that he he's always, like, sarcastic and shitty, and he's never thrilled about what he's doing. Uh, but then he gets in there, and it's just a really cool fight, where, like, he'll be shooting one of them, and then another one just comes up from behind and, like, backhands him through 30 trees. And he's just like, I'm gonna have splutters for a week now, you son of a bitch. And he'll like jump up and punch the thing in the face. <laughs> Meanwhile, Abe Sapien will just be like, I can feel that they're angry. And he's just like, Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Honestly, a Hellboy show would go hard. Oh my god. Yeah, that's true. Oh my god. I would you know what? Because I'm not super interested in a movie. Because the thing about a movie is that it's like you want two hours of a like a a solid story with like a big plot, but it's always the same thing for him. They always adapt the story of him being the harbinger of the apocalypse. It's like okay, I've seen that, but yeah, just just a procedural show where it's like him dealing with bureaucrat. Like imagine like some scenes almost play out like The Office, where it's just like at the workplace and Hellboy's there, and it's just other people having to deal with his bullshit and like <laughs> just some normal like some old lady secretary and you know, like he walks by and his tail knocks something off of her desk and then she just looks into the camera like Jim from the office. <laughs> <laughs> See that would be amazing. <laughs> but then like that interspersed with like the monster of the week style like like dealing with whatever monster. Mm. Uh, Yes, I think you just did it. You cracked the code. That's the way. It's how it's supposed to be. (laughs) How it was always meant to be. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I want that. Um, Do you have anything else that you want to mention about Hellboy while we're here? Uh, I don't think so, no. I just just got hit with a flash of inspiration. Uh, Let... I don't know if this is a thing that's already been done. I haven't seen anything about it. Let Hellboy team up with uh, some Wukong. 
With who? Wukong. Mm. The Monkey King? Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, hear me out, hear, hear my vision for a moment. Hellboy is used to dealing with immortal sorcerers like Rasputin, right? Yep. So you know who would be a really fun antagonist for him to deal with? The Jade Emperor. Actually? Yeah. I could see that. Have him, with, through whatever circumstances they feel is appropriate, I don't care if it's time travel or just the Jade Emperor is just around like he was asleep for a thousand million years or whatever, but like have the Jade Emperor and his, his like Jade Army like just be an issue and have Sun Wukong show up and be like Huh, I've been fighting this guy for years. I'll I'll beat him, and then Hellboy's like, if you've been fighting him for years, then you're not very fucking good at it because he's still going. And then them just like fighting with each other as they both race to, <laughs> to beat up the same bad guy. I need that. Oh, I would love that. That would be so fucking amazing. Uh, Dark Horse Comics, hire me. <laughs> uh, well, it's a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Um, I I do feel pretty good that we at least were able to say more about him than we could with Samus. Again, that is my bar from now on. I'm just like, as long as I'm not fucking up this badly. <laughs> then we're doing good. Yeah. It's all right. Not every episode can be a banger, but at least we can avoid having one that bad again. <laughs> um, I so. I think we did pretty good, all things considered. I think so too. Uh, again, I wouldn't consider this top ten episode or anything. <laughs> <laughs> again, compared to the other one, though, definitely a lot better. Oh yeah. Because here's the thing. I also like doing this series because I like learning more about these kinds of characters. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of superhero stuff. I don't know everything. I will never know everything. There's probably been a superhero that was created while we were having this discussion. Like it, <laughs> it They're just everywhere. They're constantly being made. There's constantly new superheroes if you know to look for them. Um, and I very rarely get too deep into new superheroes. The the last new superhero I got really into was Radiant Black. Who's that? Oh, he's fucking dope. <laughs> it's, um, it's 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 a creation that was inspired by both superhero media and Super Sentai, like Power Rangers. Um, and it's I believe it's a Boom Studios comic. Which okay. uh, is the same uh, studio that did the Power Rangers comics, mm -hmm. or maybe it's not. I don't know. Don't don't fucking quote me on that. But uh, the dude who makes it, Kyle Higgins, he it's a really cool story about like a a, a kind of a loser who's just has to move back in with his parents uh, because you know the economy do be like that. And he's hanging out with his old friend from, like, high school and stuff. 
and they just are walking through like the train tracks area and they just happen to see like a floating like miniature black hole essentially mm-hmm. and uh the guy just touches it and gets a black and white suit that forms around him and he gets like gravity powers and he later finds out that there's actually been other differently colored singularities around the world and different people have gotten these powers uh so uh he he goes by the name radiant black and so the others all start to call themselves based on that name so there's radiant red radiant yellow radiant pink um there's actually a really funny bit with radiant pink where she has like a flashback story and uh got into like a fight with her girlfriend and left and found her singularity and touched it and it just like shows the apartment again and the girlfriend opens the door and she's just standing there in her new super suit and she's like okay but be honest how good does my ass look in this suit i love that (laughs) and they all do different things like uh radiant red uh as uh they take damage and absorb energy. They make this like glowing, like Green Lantern style exosuit armor around themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Radiant Black gets like a super form with a glowing white cape. Uh, uh, I think Radiant Yellow makes like clones from like short bursts of time travel. Like, going back in time by one second over and over again to make, like, five of yourself. Okay. No uh, shit. I, I think pink makes, like, energy weapons or something. It's mm-hmm. very cool. I love them. Um, <laughs> I, I strongly recommend, if you're interested in seeing what a new superhero story can be like, Radiant Black's really good. I'll have to look into that, actually. Yeah, uh, I'm going to just show you what Radiant Black looks like real quick, because he also looks cool as fuck. Okay. Hang on. Yeah, here we go. Here's here's the image that got me into it once I find your message. There we go. Oh, that does look really... It has like, almost like a uh, Spider-Man type of vibe. There's a lot of inspiration there, yes. I like that. I the art looks really amazing too. It does. Oh god, you you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like there's sections where he. Uh, oh, and there was a crossover with Invincible, by the way. Radiant Black didn't mean Invincible. Really? Yes. Uh, crossover in the show or the comics? The comics. Okay. I actually been meaning to pick up the comics at some point. Um, yeah, the there's sections in the story where like Radiant Black meets this like giant robot, which seems to be the source of the powers, and it's like a mental scape type thing, and the entire art style changes whenever that happens. That's sick. This is Radiant Pink, by the way. Oh, I like them too. <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty great. And all of the villains in the series seem to be 
getting their powers from the same source or technology or whatever as these guys. Okay. So all in the same type of boat, yeah. Um, I don't. Somebody did artwork with Radiant Black and Spawn. I don't know if they met. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I should say I'm not caught up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get back into it, but um, that is I'm sick. Seen, oh yeah, it's it's great. Sorry to turn the Hellboy episode into a Radiant Black thing. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a radiant black episode we should but i i want to give you time to actually like read it because there is kind of like a, a twist in the story that i don't want to spoil for you mm. um, okay that would inevitably have to come up if we did an episode about it so I'll that's fair look forward to 20 episodes from now when we talk about radiant black I'll, I'll be super excited for it. All right. I, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, okay. Uh, oh, I, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, Pink doesn't make weapons. She makes portals. I'm, it's right there staring me in the face. And I was just like, uh, do you want them? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, but yes, anyway. Everybody, I want to say thank you for listening. Uh... You can follow updates for the podcast on my Discord server. Uh, if you want to suggest an episode that we do, you can. This episode was suggested, like I said before, by Scotty in the suggestions channel of my Discord server. Um, I think uh, probably next week we're going to be doing more Power Rangers stuff because we've been kind of jonesing for that. Okay. But, uh, and at some point, I think I'm supposed to be on, uh, True Believers, but I don't know, I'm still waiting on Chris to get back to me, because she was like, I want to do another trivia thing. That'd be sick, actually. Yeah. Do y'all, oh, no, do you know what the topic's going to be? I or do you're... not know. Ah, okay. Um. I have been kind of like, I want to do another trivia thing, though. I, I started putting together one about theme songs. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I'm actually going to follow through with that, but I don't know. I'll, I'll get some together. We'll we'll have some fun uh, at some point. Yeah. I mean, we always have fun. Sure. <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. Always have fun. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you can support me on my Spotify for Podcasters page. It works the same as Patreon. If you ever want social media updates, uh, you might get them infrequently from my Tumblr, which is Beyond Blue 2, and my Blue Sky, which is Beyond Blue. Plug your stuff. Uh, I gotta make sure that... I say it right, because I actually forgot what it was. Give me a second. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at uh, Margo2Mayhem on Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to link my Blue Sky, because I actually don't really use that anymore. There's just yeah, like I don't, really, I don't really use it too much either, to be honest. Yeah. I started using it, but like, there's not really a lot of people on there. 
No, that's the main drawback of it is that it, its greatest strength is also its greatest weakness is that they're being more exclusive to keep all the fucking neo-Nazis and shit off of there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, all I'm going to link is just my, my Twitter. <laughs> right. Sounds good. Don't you mean X? <laughs> Listen, I'll dead name it all I want. <laughs> you should. It doesn't deserve that respect. I agree. Um, oh yes. Okay. I was like, I'm forgetting something. It's the Holopods. Uh, this is part of the Holopods podcast network. Uh, True Believers, a comic book podcast, and SJW Comic Book Club, and Fandom Optimus, and Movies to Watch Before You Die, and what's this? Another podcast I'm on. You bet your sweet ass, it's fucking replica program. We have two full episodes now. Damn. Look at you go. Yeah. Uh, ha- have you watched them? I have not, but I've heard fake, of them. Fake friend. Huh? You're a fake friend, and I hate you. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, the the last one we did, we interviewed the voice actor of uh, Zexion from Kingdom Hearts 2, but he also was Tuxedo Mass from Sailor Moon. Really? Yes. Damn, okay. Uh, Vincent be... Croft, he, he is a cool dude. Mm. He looks a lot like Paul Rudd. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's like <laughs> When we started talking to him, I just kept staring at him. I'm like, am, am I speaking to Paul Rudd? <laughs> I uh, love that, actually. He, he's a cool dude. Uh, it was funny because we only had an hour to talk with him. And mm-hmm. he he started going into this like super deep philosophical stuff about why he loves art and how... like psychology ties into experiencing another person's viewpoint vicariously through art mediums and i was like oh man you have no clue how much i wish i could just talk about this with you for <laughs> hours damn uh, but that's gonna about do it so i'm gonna say once again thank you all for listening to this incredibly disorganized and disjointed episode. Um, if, if all goes well, next week we'll be talking about Power Rangers Dino Thunder, which is something I don't need to pull up a wiki for because I've watched that show like twice. I um, have seen like one episode of that. You fucking fool. Watch the entire series. I haven't watched that, that uh, any of them in, like, so long. I don't care. Get back into it. Are they even on any streaming services? Ah, uh, I can look it up real quick. Hang on. <laughs> well, okay, they've been adding all the episodes for free on YouTube for a while. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That's actually based. Yeah. Uh, they, They've just been... Uh, slowly adding more and more. Like, hang on, Power Rangers, Dino Thunder. Yeah, Power Rangers official. Full playlist, all 37 episodes of Dino Thunder. Okay, I guess I'm gonna watch that then. 
<laughs> um, yeah, Dino Thunder is damn near a perfect season of the show. The only thing that annoys me sometimes is the musical singers. Mm. Um, which is like that something dramatic happen will happen and you'll hear this like really loud, not well audio balance like da 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 and it's just like oh, okay. That that wasn't necessary right there. <laughs> um Alright, anyway. That's it. I'm not gonna keep talking about fucking Radiant Black or Power Rangers on this Hellboy episode. Um <laughs> I'm going to say thank you all for listening. Stay strong, stay true to yourselves, and remember, we can all be heroes. And don't do drugs. Unless it's really good. (laughs) Unless it's really good and your dealer is giving you a good deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I never once mentioned that it's Christmas Eve, by the way. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, yeah, I forget. It is Christmas Eve. Uh, Happy holidays. Get your drug dealer something nice this Christmas. <laughs> oh my god. Buy him an eighth this year. <laughs> <laughs> Here, buddy, have a little for yourself. On the house. <laughs> <laughs> Just to know that I care. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop the recording now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably for the best.